Earners, what's up? Look, as an entrepreneur, the dream is to earn a living doing what you love. But let's face it, turning that dream into reality is no small feat. That's where Kajabi steps in, transforming challenges into opportunities. I've been there, juggling every aspect of my business, wishing for a simpler way to diversify revenue and grow my brand. Then Kajabi changed the game. It's an all-in-one platform that empowered me to not just build, but thrive. With Kajabi, creating online courses, membership sites, and more became not just possible, but easy. And the best part? I kept 100% of what I earned, thanks to Kajabi's no-commission policy. But Kajabi isn't just about tools. It's about building a profitable business with the support of robust analytics, easy payment options, and customizable templates all without needing a huge team or audience. Join me and thousands of entrepreneurs making six or seven figures on Kajabi, regardless of your audience size. If you're ready to turn your passion into profit, Kajabi is your next step to success. So what are you waiting for? Build, grow, and keep what you earn with Kajabi. Start your journey today. And right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash earn. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash earn. Kajabi.com slash earn. And join the entrepreneurs and creators who've made over $6 billion. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Head over there now. Earners, what's up? Look, this episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. What's the best way to help you and your finances thrive? The answer can be overwhelming with all the financial misinformation out there. Fortunately, you can turn to NerdWallet's objective finance journalists to set things straight and help you make smart decisions with your money. I can't front. The nerds have helped me get smarter about a few things, like planning my tax bills so that I don't dread April every year, or making a budget that's balanced, not just buying sneakers and fly clothes, or saving on travel because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night or maybe a five-star dinner. Or boosting my credit score, since we all know credit is like the real-life cheat code. The nerds also explain the real impact that the latest financial headlines can have on your life. You'll get the clarity you need to make smart decisions with confidence. Smart money is the smartest way to get even smarter about money. Let NerdWallet's trusted experts untangle today's web of financial misinformation. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you? Well, thank you. So when it comes to using a credit card, um, there, when it comes to using your credit card, most people think that utilization depends on your usage, and it doesn't. Okay. It just depends on what you carry over, and I'll explain that. Utilization is only reported one day a month, so it's on your statement date, which is the last day of your billing cycle. Matter of fact, everybody who has a credit card needs to look at their credit card statement and find their statement date. It's the last day of the billing cycle. That date is so important because whatever balance that you have on a credit card, that is what's going to be reported to the credit bureaus and also used as your utilization. Your statement date is different from your due date. So most people get confused because your due date is going to be before your statement date, probably like a week or two prior. So even if you paid your credit card bill down to zero by your due date, if that balance is not still under 10% by your statement date, then it's not going to be counted as your utilization. It's not going to be reported to the credit bureaus. Mm -hmm. So knowing, identifying when your statement date is and making sure that you pay your balance, pay off at least 90% of whatever you spent during the month, pay off that um, balance, then you'll be good. Because like if you have a $500 credit card, you can use the entire $500. You don't have to stay below 30% or 10%. You just have to make sure you pay it back within that same billing cycle, which is which is key. Um, okay, so what are the first steps to building good 
good credit history? Um, okay, so the first steps I would say is, so I have a, a, a basic base level credit profile recommendation for everyone, right? Mm -hmm. I say that if you are wanting to build credit, but but like build a healthy credit profile that will continue to grow and kind of set you up to get high credit offers and low interest rates and all of that, the base level credit profile. Um, everyone needs at least two credit cards. It needs to be at least two revolving credit cards, right? Um, doesn't matter the limit. Doesn't matter if it's subprime. It doesn't matter if it's secured. You can literally get two two hundred dollar credit cards, right? Um, make sure that you keep that utilization every single month. You keep that utilization below ten percent, right? And then because we have to hit a limit of we have to hit um, at least four accounts. Two of them will be credit cards. The third account needs to be a short-term installment. A short-term installment is just any installment under 36 months. Self, um, kickoff, they're, they're, every bank pretty much offers a credit builder loan. Um, and then if you can, get a long-term installment. So if you have a student loan, if you have a car loan, if you have a mortgage, those are considered long-term installments. So if you already have those, you don't need to apply for another one. Um, just focus on the other three accounts. And having those four accounts, two being credit cards, two being installments, short-term and long-term, it's going to, and, and not applying for anything else, I want to be clear, do not apply for anything else after you get that, um, those, those, those accounts. Don't apply for anything else for six to nine months, and you should be able to get pretty much any credit card that you want. Consid if you pay it on time and, you know, of course, make sure you're not getting collections and other things. But, yeah, that's the perfect credit profile that speaks to the credit scoring algorithm and will allow your credit score to grow at the at the most rapid pace. Would you put the buy now, pay later companies into that short term, right? Like the affirms of the so, world? It depends because I see a lot of those on credit reports and right. I'm glad you brought that up. A lot of those people are getting them too often. Like they'll they'll finance a $200 purchase. Any loan under $200 just looks like a low level loan. It's not it doesn't feed the algorithm of the credit scores. They they pretty much kind of look down on that, right? Like so if you're applying for credit in and your lender sees a lot of those buy now pay later accounts and uh low level is what they call low level accounts that almost, regardless of what your score is, that, that's almost to your detriment because it looks like this person is not financial, financially stable. Um, a lot of people don't realize that their score doesn't tell, like their score is just for a consumer, really. When it comes to like your lenders, they're looking at so much more than your score. Like it, there are so many other determinant factors of if you're going to get approved for a card, a car, um, over your score. Like your score tells them nothing because you can falsely inflate your score. People buy trade lines all the time and things of that nature. When it comes to your credit profile, doing things like that, I would not recommend. Not in the beginning, not unless you have an established credit profile with years of credit history, then you can kind of afford to to have those accounts. So, um, okay. So what's the best ways to use credit cards to Im improve your, your credit score? Yeah, credit cards are my favorite because, like I said, they, they're like the only accounts that have an immediate impact. Like, when you get a loan, you're not really going to see – you don't really see the the positive benefits of a loan until you're at least 90% done. So most people will get a car loan, and they're like, I've been paying my car on time. Why, why is my score not increasing? It's because you're very early into that loan, right? When it comes to credit cards, you can see a, a change in your credit score within, like, 60 days as long as you know how to use it. And – I would say how I use if we're we can just use a two hundred dollar credit card for instance, right? 
If you have a $200 credit card, the first thing you're going to do is identify your due date and your statement date, right? Your due date, you want to make sure that you zero, I zero out my balance on my, on my due date because any balance that you carry over past your due date, your bank can charge you interest on or will charge you interest on. Um, so after my due date passes, I wait, my, wait until my statement date and I make sure that my balance is whatever the credit card limit is. If I have a $200 credit card, I make sure my balance is below uh, $20 going into that next cycle. After your statement day passes, rinse and recycle. You can spend it or you know do whatever you please. But identifying those two dates, understanding when you need to pay your credit card, understanding how much you need to carry over or not, will will be the the saving grace for credit limit increases and growing so your credit me, score. So let me follow up. Is it is it mm -hmm. you supposed to pay off the full balance or? leave a little bit on because some people say you're supposed to leave a little bit on the credit card every so month. that's a great question and i'm glad you asked that you i pay my full balance off by my due date so i'm not charged interest however i do carry over one to three percent on my statement date why if you report a zero zero percent utilization sometimes the algorithm could read that is you don't have a credit card one or contrary to popular belief lenders don't like when you don't use your credit card i was that's yeah, like they want to see usage because that doesn't. If you yeah. don't, if you're not using a credit card, that doesn't really speak to to your your money management or financial management skills. It just shows you don't use it, right? So if you're if you leave a small balance, it shows that you use it, but also shows that you pay it back. I think that was that's a very common misconception, mm -hmm. and I had to realize that. Like I would use the card, or even for the company, I would use the card, pay it down. Mm -hmm. um, on a personal level, when I did it, I watched my credit score drop. Mm-hmm. Because it shows that I had zero. I'm like, wait, I thought I'm doing the right thing because mm -hmm. I have nothing. But it shows that there's zero utilization there. But let's stay on utilization. When is it a good time to now ask for a credit increase? Ooh, my favorite. Yeah. Uh, depending on the bank, I ask for a credit limit increase every 91 to like 120 days. Like I'm getting on all of my credit cards, I'm getting multiple credit limit increases a year. Um, but... You have like, so my, my sort of trick or not trick, but what I um, advise of people is if you know you have a card that can obviously grow, cause you have some cards that they just won't give you capital. They won't give you an increase. <laughs> they, they'll, they'll give you an increase or they may not give you an increase or it'll be like very minimal. Right? So if you're dealing with like, am I able to say companies names? Yeah. If you're dealing with what's considered the top three, which is Amex, Chase, um, and City they're going to give you a credit limit increase. However, you have to make sure that 60 days, the 60 days prior to you, to um, until you're asking for that increase, you are feeding the algorithm. Number one, make sure you have automated payment on, right? It, it could be for at least your minimum payment. Like it doesn't have to be your full balance. Just have auto pay on because the, the, the system loves that, right? Make sure that you have at least two reoccurring charges on your credit card. By the way, any subscription that people have, this is this this is one thing that drives me crazy. If you have Netflix, Hulu, Apple Music, and a list of a host of other subscriptions that uh, we have, make sure those are on a credit card. Like, there's no reason why any auto pay, any subscription should be from a debit card because that's a wasted opportunity to have reoccurring charges on your credit card. Um, having at least two reoccurring charges, having auto pay set up, making sure you do at least ten transactions within that month. Um, and also, like I said, making sure you pay on time, do that for at least 60 days. So two billing cycles, and then you apply for an increase. But if you have a car and you're not using it, um, you're not going to get a credit limit increase, no matter, regardless of how high your credit score is, a lot of banks will not give you the increase simply because you just don't use the car enough. 
because that's actually the number one reason for credit limit increase denials is um, low usage on on the card. So okay, um, what? Are, how can you avoid pitfalls with, with credit cards? Because obviously a lot of people fall into issues. Obviously, just don't spend too much. But yeah. You know, what are some ways, we, it's like best practices as far as using credit cards the right way? Yes, um, that's a big one. And to be completely honest, like I tell people, credit card is not an extension of your money. It should replace the money, like your bank account, right? So I am a person that lives off my credit card. And when I say live off my credit card, I mean all of my daily expenses or anything that could be on a credit card, I use my credit card for because I want the points, I want want the usage and all of that. However, I make sure that I pay it back. That's the thing. Do not spend, if you don't have it in your bank account or know you're not getting it in your bank account within the next two weeks, you don't have it to spend, regardless of if it's a credit card or, um, or what. Um, the only exception is if it's like an emergency, you know, like if you just can't help it, you have a, a true emergency, not shopping or anything like that, then it's really easy to manage a credit card as long as you're not looking at it as if it's an extension of your money. It's not. You have to pay it back. And it's just like um, that's where checking your financial habits will come into play. Um, a lot of times people will improve their credit, get access to these high limit cards, and then they find themselves in the hole deep because they're just, they can't, they can't manage their money properly. They go out and spend, 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 and I realize, and like, you got to pay that back. So yeah, you just got to make sure that you're not looking at your credit card limit as your money because it's not. The Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with features and benefits like flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business, 24-7 support from a business card specialist trained to help with your business needs, and so much more. The Amex Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.